I always wondered what karma actually is. What is going on there? What is happening there? Why do people carry trauma and karma that has been handed down to them by other generations? How is it possible to carry the same karma as your parents when everything you are trying to do throughout your life is to be as much as you can yourself and even trying to become as much different from your parents as you possibly can. <laughs> so here are my thoughts on this and one thing that is important to understand the mechanisms of karma which is also then helpful to let go of karma I believe um, is the idea that we have thought processes in our mind and we take them for reality but the thought processes the mind action is merely a reflection of what is truly going on underneath let's say on the energetic level so thought process is an expression in the mind of the energy we are experiencing and emotion is the expression of what is going on, on underneath on the energetic level in the emotional body and also in the physical so everything is a reflection a reverberation a result of an underlying experience and with our consciousness we can then listen to the thoughts look at the feeling state we're in see our outer circumstances in the physical world and also see and look at the energetic level and then decide to shift out of it or more in the direction of it so let's say Let's say we have uh, an experience of rejection for a human being. And that experience of rejection is a very, very dark energy. It's very lonely. It's very scary. It is, for some people and in some circumstances, it can be excitement. But I think that for many people, <laughs> at least from my point of view where I'm currently at um, rejection is also associated with fear and as far as I have seen this it is somehow through the logic of the mind connected with fear of death since the biology of this human existence is wired to be a group species we're supposed to live in tribes if we were to follow and honor our biology. So being excluded from the tribe means almost certain death on the level of biology. Not in reality, maybe. <laughs> but the nervous system, the body, the body-mind, if 
experiencing rejection is afraid of death. Now, rejection, hence, can be a very, very painful experience for people because people are afraid of death. And when you are rejected as a child for something you do, for something you say, for something that is a trait of yours, then this fear of death leads to certain decisions because you want to survive. So you decide to find a strategy to not die, to not be rejected, to not be excluded. Now, this thought process of I need to become someone, I need to do something, I need to have a strategy so as to never experience this rejection again. This thought process is a reflection, is a result of that energy. In childhood, nowadays, we don't have a tribe, we don't have many grown-ups to confide in, but we have mom and dad, or we only have mom, or we only have dad. So our resources are very sparse in that sense. And if mom or dad doesn't change, then we may experience rejection repeatedly and this is also for the same reason as we develop this karma so it's perpetuating itself but let me first tell you how this works for the child so there are people in the life of the child who are like gods mom and dad and they reject the child for being a certain way doing a certain thing now the fear of rejection kicks in and thoughts come up, feeling states come up, also a certain f um, physical um, experience happens for the child. And the child, well, I think it's a rare child who decides, well, this will pass too. <laughs> this too shall pass. I think more often than not, the child decides, this is unbearable. I have to get out of this energy. I have to get out of this bad place. So it's a natural thing to want to leave that energy behind. Yet there is no way to leave that energy behind if you start fighting against it. So when we start fighting against it, we start believing the thoughts that come up in the mind. And over time, if we experience this rejection repeatedly or similar situations, we learn the thought processes in our mind. So what happens is actually the energy that was present takes root in the mind it takes root in the energy body, it takes root in the physical, and it grows. 
So this kind of energy, the seed that was sown by the parents, takes root and it grows. And it becomes part of our personality, becomes part of our life. And from then on, we have a certain behavior, we have certain thought processes in our minds, beliefs, people say this, thoughts that we think often, that we hold on for dear life to, uh, those are the core beliefs. Now, if we have a core belief around fear of rejection, we probably have connected that in our minds with, if I am like this, then I will be rejected. So I may never be like this because I don't want to die. I don't want to be rejected and die. Now, this is a very subconscious process. But if we look at it from outside, a little relaxed and a little laid back, this is what is happening. The energy of rejection took root in our body, in our emotional body, in our minds. And it is perpetuated there. Now, this is also the solution. So, the solution is pretty simple. Once we realize that we think thoughts of fear of rejection, we simply weed them out. We simply choose a different thought. If we realize that we are feeling fear of rejection, we realize that, we step back from it and we simply weed it out. We choose consciously to go for a different feeling state. And we may use a different thought for that because different thoughts create different feeling states in the body. And one way to go about it is to take a bad thought, a negative thought, a self-loathing thought, a thought that truly comes from the fear of rejection. We take that thought and we question it to the core. We question its truth and its value. And the more we choose to question it, we open up the window for maybe it's not true and maybe, maybe I don't know if this is already rejection or this is merely an experience that I experience for myself as rejection and another person wouldn't even think of fear of rejection in that circumstance. Maybe I am projecting my fear of rejection onto the situation at hand. So by introducing a little doubt, by introducing a little questioning, we can loosen the grip of the thought process and we can loosen the grip of the emotional process and the physical process has to follow suit. And it's very interesting. So using doubt is actually the process of uprooting any kind of karma that we have been carrying around. It's also interesting to look at this. So when we believe the thought process, we allow those thoughts to take root in our system. And if we choose to believe in positive thoughts, then we have positive processes taking root in our system. If we choose to believe in negative thoughts, well, guess what happens? 
So, by choosing thoughts, we are actually capable of letting go of old karma. Now, imagine you have a parent who is afraid of rejection. Let's say, if another person gets angry, for no obvious reason, then this parent person is triggered into the fear of rejection, is afraid of being rejected, and starts to fight against that carries the belief that the angry person is attacking them and that the angry person wants to one-up them and that they are going to lose something and that they have to control the process and that they have to defend themselves and they have to win this battle. So they have to become angry themselves. Now imagine this parent person has a little child and the little child goes into temper tantrums, goes into anger from time to time. Now this parent does not see the child expressing an inner turmoil. No, no, no. The parent does not see a child that needs a safe space to express emotions. No, the parent sees a threat. The parent subconsciously sees a threat in their own child. The child is attacking me, the parent. The child is having anger and anger is dangerous and I'm afraid of this anger because usually I get rejected when people get angry. So I have to control the situation. I have to become so angry, so loud and so strong against my own child as to defend myself. So the underlying energy is the fear of rejection. So the child will experience a parent who is afraid of rejection because of the emotional expression the child just had. Now, because the parent chooses to believe unconsciously, subconsciously, unknowingly, chooses to believe the fear of rejection, chooses to allow this to take root even more in their system, they choose the fearful thoughts, they choose the fearful emotions and they choose the fearful action toward their child which is defensive which is controlling which is loud <laughs> and setting consequences for their behavior and such things now the fear of rejection in the parent looks like one thought process but the same fear of rejection is now transferred to the child because the child is being rejected by the parent, is not being accepted, is not being held in the safe space, is not allowed to express their boundaries, their emotions, their inner upheaval. They are being rejected for the state they have been in already. So onto 
that inner turmoil comes the rejection of the parent. So the child learns, if I express my feelings like this, if I get into an inner upheaval, then I will be rejected. So the child forms beliefs over time more and more about if I express emotions, if I express negative emotions, if I become aggressive, if I become sad, if I become this or that, then I will be rejected. So the thought process in the mind of the parent may sound a little different than the thought process in the mind of the child. And how this energy is actually translated into words in the mind depends on many things. And it's a personal thing. But the underlying energy is fear of rejection. And this fear of rejection energy feeds the thought process in the parent and it feeds the thought process in the child. And this is how all those thoughts in the mind, in the subconscious mind, that are being, being held on to, all those thoughts, positive or negative, are actually just an expression, a unique expression of underlying global truth. Fear of, fear of rejection is a global truth. It exists in this world. It's the thing. Some people would say it's a demon that sucks the life out of you. But there is no such thing as demons. It's simply an energy that is very low, very dark, very negative. And it exists. But it can only take root inside of you if you give it energy, if you believe in it, if you give it power over you. Now, in the situation that a child is subjected to that attack of the energy flaring up in the parent. The energy of fear of rejection flares up in the parent because they feel it triggered within them. It's this little samskaras we all carry, or we all seem to carry more or less. Now, this fear of rejection samskara is fed energy, not by the action of the child, not by the temper tantrum of the child, but by the mechanism of the parent holding on to the fear of rejection as a defense mechanism. So why do we hold on to negative energies? Because somehow the ego believes that if we hold on to the energy and create this samskara within ourselves, then if we don't let go of this bad experience, then we can defend ourselves against it. Then we will always know when it is happening. And that's true. Because whenever it is happening, the energy within us will be fed. And it will grow. And it may take over. This is how grown-ups get into rage fits. This is how children get into temper tantrums. But it's the same thing. It's this this small energy that we are carrying around like a have to hold on to because something bad happened in my childhood. Now we, we carry that around and whenever it gets triggered, it may take over. And we want it to take over somehow because we believe then we can get rid of it once and for all. We are somehow looking 
for the next opportunity and the next best opportunity to solve this riddle. Why did it feel so bad? Why did I feel like I have to die when I was rejected? So instead of letting go of it and realizing that, hey, I'm still alive, we go the opposite direction. We go and we cannot look away from the accident. We cannot look away from the threat that just passed us by. And we are still looking at it like, isn't that scary? Isn't that scary? Isn't that scary? We might get rejected again. We might get rejected again. And yet, again, we get rejected by our own child, which is not true, which is simply an overlay, our projection onto what the child is doing. And from that moment on, we are living in a world full of fear of rejection because around every corner it could happen again. And that's going on in our subconscious mind all the time. The true goal is to let go of that experience and to see the world with fresh eyes and to experience a new energy. The overall general goal in this life is to have more than one experience, have more than one core belief, so to speak. Oh, now you have been rejected. How does that feel? Now you're not being rejected. So what is going on actually? But we co because we allow this to take root in our system, we believe the thoughts that we habitually have been thinking as a child. Because our parents did not let go of their own karma. So this is how it's perpetuated, by learning. By learning beliefs about ourselves, about people and about the world. This is how karma is perpetuated. Now, if we can unlearn these things, or if we can decide to maybe doubt it a little bit, and then open up our perception for a new truth, for a new reality, we can shift our whole life around this thing. It is said that people have been able, by shifting their perception, by letting gold go of old beliefs, <laughs> letting gold of old beliefs, um, that they were able to shift from disease to health, that they were able to shift miraculously from doom to thriving, from lack to abundance, from from fear to happiness. It has been told, this story has been told many, 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 many times. That we can choose the thoughts that we think, that we can choose the, the emotional states that we feel. Not necessarily suppress the things that are going on anyways, but once they are going on, we can actually witness them and allow them to dissipate. The negative stuff can dissipate. We can simply choose a different thought. And now this is, it sounds so simple. It sounds so ridiculous. 
but that's what it is. Consciousness looks at the energy. Consciousness witnesses the thought process. Consciousness also looks at the emotional process and at the physical process. And if we are willing to let go of the underlying fear, and all fears can be reduced to the fear of death. Once we come around and see that any negative energy carries the fear of death and any positive, let's say, energy carries the joy of life, we can choose the joy of life over the fear of death. We can do that. And we can question every thought we have. Does this feel like the joy of life? Does this feel like excitement and expansion and abundance? Or does it feel like shrinking and shriveling and lack mentality? Or does it feel like I can't breathe properly? Or no, I'm afraid I have to turn away from this. Does it feel like resistance? Or does it feel like, or like closing down? Or does it feel like opening up and relaxing and saying yes to life? And saying yes to the experience that is just now. So karma is a very, very helpful thing. Karma shows us when it pops up, when karmic events happen outside of us in the physical realm. They are a reminder to look for aliveness, to look for joy, to look for happiness, to look for abundance, to look for openness in this very moment. Not in the future, not as a plan for something, something. In the now. Look for, for example, making decisions for, if you have two options or several options, you always take the option that makes you feel a little more excited than the other options. A little more alive, a little more relaxed, a little more eager to take the step. Sometimes... You're not really eager to take any of the options, but there's always a slightly little difference between the options and one of them, you feel a little more eagerness towards that than the other. Then that's the universe telling you, take that step. And sometimes, sometimes there are these karmic events and you feel like, been there, done that, I thought, thought I had it figured out and here comes another opportunity another miraculous opportunity to free yourself of your own death sentence of your own karma of your own lack mentality of your own the stuff that is weighing you down so here comes another opportunity to shift your perception, to pick different thought processes, to pick 
and to opt for the aliveness rather than the dullness. For the excitement rather than the fear. There's also, I don't know where it came from, the idea to spell fear, F-E-A-R, as feeling excited and ready. So if a situation makes you fearful, closing down and trying to defend yourself from something that makes you fearful, in which way could you open up and what aspect of the situation makes you actually excited and makes you feel, I'm ready for this part of the thing. Maybe I'm not ready for all of it, but there is an aspect of this situation I, and I feel excited and ready for it. Karma is essentially the question to choose fear or aliveness to choose closing down or opening up to choose between death and life it it boils down if you sit long enough with these kinds of topics it truly boils down to do you choose your own life even if it looks like this now do you choose yourself do you choose this life are you willing to find excitement even in this darkness and this is the light that you carry within yourself. The feeling of excitement, the feeling of, I don't know, but I feel there is something in this for me. I can't see it, but I can feel somehow there is a spark. And if you, f if you focus on that spark instead of the darkness, you can have a fire going on in almost no time if you truly if you truly focus on that spark you create a little flame and from that you get a fire going on and who knows maybe you can become your own son And then everybody will um, will be a moon and be lighted up in the light that you shine on them. And will be inspired to search for their own spark. And then everything will light up. Who knows? 